0: Vlogcast. Vlogcast it comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the strife hand effect because I like pissing on people's parade. I like kicking people's puppies. I like swizzle stirring kittens. I I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I like looking at TikTok and not seeing um, the shark puppet account. Thank you. You don't know what I'm talking about. Congratulations! Oh. Go ahead, I dare you. Go ahead and look that up later. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage. Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I remain host. I am known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name S H U J I N. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the gang, because uh, we we got uh, we got we got stuff. That's better. I need to make sure that I hit the right uh, the right buttons every once in a while. There's my name. I'm doing good. Uh, So tonight, from just outside of Pritis, Alberta, where it's a balmy, minus 19 Celsius, uh, Dallin, hi. I I told you I was eventually going to start doing that.
1: Yeah, hold on a sec here. Just bear with me for a moment. Yep.
0: Sorry, Pritis. Pritis. I I misspoke. I'm sorry. It's pronounced Pritis.
1: Yeah. um... Well, okay. It is about... 41 minutes southwest of where I where I am. Just outside of. That's exactly like I said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, good evening. Good evening. I'm a bastard sometimes. Actually no, I'm 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 a bastard always. From the Midwest mm. of the US. Bridget, good evening. Good evening. And from uh Oh, God, uh, around the around the beltway of, of tightening up the belt there in, in D.C. Because, well, you don't have to tighten up the belt anymore because they're saying uh, in D.C., hey, you know what? Maybe kids want to have more pizza and fries and fewer vegetables and fruits in their school lunches. Unrenowned Tech, good morning. What, why,
2: why do you have to, like, associate me with stupidity? I don't associate
0: you. I associate your location. It's different. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So,
2: any of you start calling me Maryland Man, Mm-mm. you're going to get it.
0: Nope. 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 I know better. I remember those days. I remember those yeah. days. So, anyway, hi, everybody.
3: <laughs> we're
0: back.
2: No, seriously. As I long as
3: think... ketchup is still a vegetable, we're good, right?
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tomatoes. Okay. So, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that the tomato goes on the salad, not your ice cream.
0: Constitution is eating a no longer ripe tomato. Dexterity is throwing the tomato at someone that richly deserves it on stage.
2: Hopefully they have good constitution.
0: Uh, Strength is being able to crush the tomato in your hand and um there's a there's a thing for uh making them walk and try to take over the world but without john astin i mean what the hell's the point what nanotechnology
2: the the uh, attack of the killer tomatoes thank you.
0: some people don't know who john astin was john astin the worst riddler ever seriously the the the, the worst john astin and before anybody asks what yes Yes, John Aston was the Riddler at one point. Fortunately, it didn't last long.
1: You're looking that I like up? Like John Aston? No, no, I'm just saying I like John Aston as an actor. But yeah, um <laughs> John Aston, Frank Gorshin. There's yeah. Do I really need to make a comparison here? No. No, and I did get the chance to
0: see him once at a at a sci-fi con. Great.
1: He was, he was, he
0: was, he was adorable to watch. He was adorable to watch. Anyway. So, hi. Good evening, everyone. It's nice to be back with you. Um, It's been weird because there's technical things going on. There's uh, weather-related things going on. Um, Anyway, so we'll see how this, uh, we'll see how this all plays out. Over in the live chat right now, which is over on this side of your screen for yourselves, uh, thank you, Felis, Stephanie, Stephanie, Felis, and some fat-ass motherfucker on the, uh, whatever. Uh, so I've got to, I've got a, a couple of things that I want to do before we get started over here. I'm going to open up my window just a little bit more for a reason. There we go. Uh, first off, I am using my, uh, I'm going to be drinking on my Betty Boop mug. There's a, there's a reason, and it's got everything to do with the, um, my video was being weird. Okay. I don't know why. Eh, yeah, I whatever. noticed that it's flickering. Yeah, so that. Uh there there's a reason. It's got everything to do with my uh with my opening of uh, my five minute freestyle tonight. So my coffee is just regular coffee. There's nothing special about it other than the creamer that I've been using. Uh, I got it Aldi's that's not the problem. The problem is it's flavored as uh, cinnamon um cinnamon um Danish swirl thing uh it it's this was a bad idea. This was just a bad idea. I don't recommend that um the other item really quickly was uh specifically for Felis although I'm gonna kind of do this all for all of you guys uh, excuse me one second while I get up two props
4: uh, all
0: right. first prop
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> is this this. Poor, sorry, excuse of a cast iron pen is the second one that I had. It It's kind of shaped like a, like it were a walk. I've talked about this one recently. This, this has been in my basement. This has survived, I say this loosely, a couple of basement floods uh, some couple years ago. And I finally decided to pull it out and see what I could do. Uh, I haven't done anything with it yet. Yeah. However, showing you the... the, the you know, how, how it, it's all kinds of, um, rusted. Here's prop number two. Put that right down. Oh my An angle grinder. Uh, well, I, I, I was using a wire brush on my uh, cordless drill, which I found out <laughs> the, the batteries packs still hold some, some charge. Uh, I, I kind of made a little bit of a boo-boo. I kind of mm. caught myself a little bit, uh, four times because I'm a, Dumbass that way. However, the actual 12-inch pan came out, Ooh, reminding nice. you it looked almost the same as that other one. Yes.
3: Nice.
0: I Just make sure job. you season
2: that bad boy proper, otherwise you're going to wind up with crap in your system. Oh,
0: I already have.
2: Trust oh, me, man. I already
0: have. I found two different uh, two different instructions on how to do it. Here's Here's the thing. Did you use the Crisco method? What one instruction said: Cover. You know, after it's all cleaned out, when you put the oil on it, you know, make sure it's a nice light sheen. Put it. One of them said, put it in your oven at three seventy-five for an hour, hour and a half, and let it cool before you go ahead and you do it, you know, another two, three times. You really want to get it really good, do it like five times, and you'll be set for like a decade. I'm um, exaggerating a little bit. And then there is another one that said to do almost exactly the same thing. The only difference was instead of it being one hour, two maybe, they suggested like four five hours at as hot as your oven will go i.e. 500 degrees. Wow. I did two of each. So, if this thing seasoned properly, ain't nobody's fault except for thermodynamics.
2: You're, you're, you're well-seasoned at this point. I damn yeah. well
0: better be. And if you get really good at it, you'll be a seasoned pro. hmm <laughs> And let me tell you, um, that was uh, that was a lot of work put into mm-hmm. it and it's it it's, looks it's,
3: good though
0: yeah it's 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 definitely worth it it's definitely worth it oh my good freaking lord uh tech i just saw the thumbnail for the uh, the information you put from wikipedia about john Heston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um he was in the navy oh my god <laughs>
2: No, no, that is um, the that thumbnail. The Operation Petticoat.
0: Okay, I've I've
2: never seen. It that. was a, a sitcom. Yeah, I I, I know. So of it. that I just, was I never saw it. Yeah, that was the publicity photo.
1: I saw the. Um, there was a movie that came out about Operation Petticoat, and yep. like the I think that's where it started. And th- for anybody that's listening, the big thing about that is that they were a uh, they were a submarine crew mm-hmm. i believe and their ship well they had to paint it because they needed you know to to paint it properly yeah. but they didn't have enough gunmetal gray as a primer so they had to mix it with a red primer the end result was a great big pink submarine <laughs> by the way
2: uh john's still alive and he lives in baltimore Oh, I didn't hmm. know that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, like the last thing I saw John Astin was in Night Court, where he played uh, Judge Harry's um, father, who was uh, an expatriate, I guess, of the mental uh, health care system. Oh, yeah.
2: Stephanie in chat is saying Operation Petticoat is hilarious and well worth watching. Yes. So is Hot Fuzz.
1: Yes, I don't
3: know hot fuzz.
1: And I will say this much: uh, I almost want to call it the spiritual successor to Operation Petticoat, Up Periscope with Kelsey Grammer.
2: You mean Down Periscope?
1: Was it Down Periscope? I thought it was Up Periscope. No, Down Periscope. Well, you know what? Up, down was a fifty. It was a fifty-fifty chance. In the Navy. (laughs) Yeah, but but in either case, in in either case, it was
2: a
0: good show. Okay, we just had uh, we just had more dropouts there. And everything on, okay, for, for, for everybody watching, listening after the fact um, there's been a, there's been a technical thing that's been bugging me uh, from, from last week. And now it's apparently happening into this week. And I'm not sure what the hell it is yet Um, where my out, the way this all works on the technical side, and please forgive me if this is boring a little bit, the way that we work, this is we use discord that I host the call. And everything, everybody basically home runs into me. I then capture that window with the streaming software and then ship it to YouTube so that it can get streamed out to all you guys and get captured that way. Well, the problem is, every once in a while, I have been seeing my network just drop out.
2: We're audio skipping now at this point. That's not and I'm not talking about from the YouTube feed. I'm talking about here in Discord.
0: No, I, I, I know, I know, and okay. there's, there's not much of anything I can do about that. Um, I'm currently watching what's going on, or as best I can, with my computer system overall. I'm not seeing anything that would indicate that I've got a technical issue
1: on my side. So no, I honestly, I think it's going to, I think tonight it's probably going to be a net issue, just given the weather and everything. It, it's possible, but
0: the fact that it's happened more than once is disconcerting for me. So if, if we end up still having these uh, stutters, dropouts and such, please forgive me. We're kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll try and figure out what in the hell is going on and, and kind of work it from there. Um, Maybe I will investigate a a bigger bandwidth for my internet. I don't know. Because my output is supposed to be uh, 1.5 megabit, which I think is what it come down. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I forget what what it's supposed to be. And obviously, right now, I'm not going to go do a speed test, because that would be wrong and bad, and and we're not going to do that. (laughs) Anywho, let me get everything rolling. Because, like I said, I have to explain about the Betty Boop mug. There's reasons. Trust me, it's going to be... It it, it should be entertaining for some and for others. It might be a little... uh, Wait, what? So, let let me go ahead and get that rolling over here. So, with five minutes on the clock... Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Now, uh, the first piece about it is, like I was saying, the Betty Boop mug is kind of... uh, I've loved Betty Boop. I think that she's absolutely adorable. And the fact that Old Broad is over 80 years old and she still looks like a freaking hottie, you know, you gotta gotta give credit where credit is due. But she was also one of, and I, I said this at the time... She was one of five women I said that I would ever leave my wife for. Or really to, to cheat on her. Betty Boop was one of them. Uh, let me see. Uh there was uh Betty Boop, Jessica Rabbit, um Jasmine of Agrabah, uh Minerva Mink, um the and Hollywood. Now, some people might notice that there's a kind of a, a running theme in all of this which did not, did not get past my wife at the time because I said this in front of her and well, oh, and that's brilliant. Now I just had another dropout. That's just brilliant. And nothing is out of the way for my system. All right, whatever. So anyway, so I said this and she went ahead and she said, you know what, honey, that's, that's, that's fine. Let me just remind you of two words. Paper cuts. It's fair to say that she had, she had a head on her shoulders, and she was not to be put out. So, with that in mind, the piece that seems like it doesn't connect. There was a thing that ended up coming up on uh, on Facebook. It wasn't an argument, it was an actual philosophical question. The idea of how much should we subject people to when we're dealing with things like cancer treatment, when maybe you're only going to get a few weeks, a few months, maybe a couple of years, maybe. Why do we find this important, so vitally important, to do? Because if if you were to ask anybody, almost anybody, I'm pretty sure that as a species, for the most part, we would say, "Yeah, you you work at it, you fight, and and you you do." even if it's not us, we want you to try. We we want someone to have as much as possible to beat it off. Um, What's this? that? I do not know. That wasn't on my side.
2: That sounded like a uh, bearing Let on a fan.
0: Let it go. So, mm. where this comes together was that I actually answered. And to paraphrase, it was basically this. When my wife was going through her cancer treatments, one of the things that she told me was so long as I have breath, there is hope. We don't want to give in when it is a battle. Like that. We don't want to just throw in the towel and say it's a hopeless cause. We don't want to give up a war. Because when you're dealing with a terminal diagnosis, doesn't matter what it is, it's war. You're probably on the back end of some really bad statistics. And for my wife, 20% lived. Up to five years, those are some pretty long odds. But the question becomes, why would we do that? Why would we fight so hard for that? Because so long as there is breath, so long as there is the hope, so long as there is the possibility that maybe, just maybe, a game changer is about to have happen, What would we be like if we said, you know, if we had just waited just five more months? That level of regret cannot be measured. And I say that as somebody who holds it every day of his life every hour of his waking being. You can't measure that. You never want to. We fight because giving up is just not in our makeup. It's just not. This is episode two ninety four on the docket, Your Honor. Catch twenty two equals doubling down. Oh my God! How many times have we been hearing these people who have just said, "Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you whatever falls out of my face because I think it's right and I want to be right." And we've got a difference in. Um, I know who that is. Cause now that I'm looking at the screen, I can I can see the uh, the light going off. That's uh, that's Joseph. Joseph, good morning. Ah. Hey, Joseph, if
2: that's your computer, you've got issues, and you probably shouldn't be running it.
1: Joseph,
0: I do not know what's going on. <laughs> We know that you're there, but we're hearing not your microphone.
2: We're hearing vibrations that are being caused by potentially very bad things happening to your computer.
1: I'm not entirely sure if that's a computer or an electric toothbrush or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or is, or is that's vibrator, exactly where I'm going with that one.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, it
2: might be a vibrator.
1: <clears throat> okay, for the record, I did not go there. <clears throat> I didn't. You're welcome. I, I skirted the perimeter, but I did not. You know what? Oh. I'm going to stop right now.
3: All I, I, I did, did was laugh. That's all I did.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say the word Sibian. For those of you that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> nearby people those of you that next don't on the howard stern show no that
2: would explain why you can't talk <laughs> Is that better? yeah Can okay
1: you yes This just yeah Th- thank you uh, whatever was going on there just opened up a whole new world of what the hell
2: <laughs> oh, sorry about that remember Kigs before googling ask your parents
1: No, no
0: no 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 no, especially if you're looking at cars too and you're trying to understand why is everybody all together in in the in the room and there's all kinds of why are they holding a lemon party with all these junker No, don't look that up. Trust us. <laughs> you don't want to look that up. Just just trust me. On trust you. us. <laughs> trust Uncle Shoe this time. Really, seriously. Just just don't. Anyway. Uh so like I said, we've we, we've been dealing with people who are just going to go ahead and just double down on whatever the hell falls out of their faces, especially if they are going to be made to look like they don't know what in the hell they're talking about because they don't, I guess is the best way of putting it. And really, is it is it even worth trying to get through these knuckleheads sometimes? Um, as yeah, long is... as
4: people continue
0: believing them? Well, we'll
4: have to see That's about that. That's a problem, because if people didn't believe them, then they wouldn't do that anymore.
0: Pretty much. So, uh, I did go looking up information. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything new on Rafe Badawi's condition. However, we can actually say, happy birthday. He turned, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, he turned 36 this week Um. 36 with no new information reminding you he is just now 36 it has now been 7 years 7 months, 3 days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family and we are still waiting and hoping we're still here for you so with that, here's the biggest problem that I've got with uh, with this topic. I had the ghost of heretics past in my head, thumping away, like I don't know even how to how to describe it, just banging away at my head. What? The hell do you mean? Do you keep? Is it worth talking with these people and bouncing off of their head? What the hell is wrong with you? What the hell was I doing all this time? Don't you have copies of all the tabs on my computer? <laughs> oh, fuck me. You know? So, therein lies the problem. How much do we really want to thump our heads against the wall?
1: When the Tylenol no longer works, I think you've hit your limit. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Yeah, no, I don't argue that much with people on social media or whatever. I've got my reasons, <laughs> but but no, no. But, but truth be told, the biggest one is, and to, to quote that one lady from from Oklahoma, "Ain't nobody got time for that." Mm-hmm. You know, some jackhole is going to post on Facebook about, you know, anti-vaxxing or whatever.
0: Would you like out again?
1: Yeah. I backing. can pretty much guarantee that you're not going to change their mind. You can post the facts and then they'll, you've, you've seen it. They'll say one thing, you disclaim it or you you dispel it they roll into something else and then they call you a shill for big pharma which another thing we actually talked about on this show before when we had Andrew Torres on oh yes talking about that the conspiracy is too big like lo- logistically speaking it's nuts like yeah it, it would have to be like illuminati level shit but then of course as soon as you say that you get a bunch of people saying well the illuminati is real uh... cuz uh, the the alien guy with the bad hairdo said that, you know, I'm not saying it's aliens, but you know the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually watched that guy once, and I thought, like, what the hell are you? Like, were you like rejected for a role in Babylon Five, there, buddy? Wow, there's a deep <laughs> like. I'm sorry, Londo Malari called and you suck. You know,
0: <laughs> um, uh, I'm 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 sorry. There's there's a flag on that play. Peter Jurasic is dead, unfortunately.
1: His, his actor peter Jurassic. oh yeah i know yeah i know peter jurassic yeah, i know well jurassic different. jurassic yeah. yeah yeah he he jurassic. was in
0: he was in tron he was he was he, in, was he was in tron
1: yeah the first one what part did he play in tron
0: uh, i forgot i i think it was ram no 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 No. ram he he, he was a uh, an, an accounting program in one of the cells right next to right next to Tron. So Deep Cuts.
1: He was um very oh, fuck, very what early was his name? What was his name? very early in the movie. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I can't remember his name, but he was the one that Flynn faced off against in that uh, first game. Uh could have been. You know, where they were bouncing the ball off the ceiling with their with the they were, it was almost like a weird game of high lie.
0: Could have been. I, I forget which which one it was. I don't think it. I don't think that one was him. But you know what? Yeah. Moving on, because yep. we'll we'll do with that one later. Because we can always look it up. IMDb is whatever. You know what? Screw it. I'll just pop Tron into the, into the. Yeah, I'll just pop it into my computer one of these days and have yeah, if,
4: if we're talking about obituaries, there's. Um, I heard that the drummer for Rush. Um,
3: yep. Yeah. That was last week. Your glioblastoma.
0: Okay, and um, at least on this week we can say um, happy 98th birthday, Betty Fucking White. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, this is this is bad. I'm I'm not drinking anything alcoholic tonight, and I, I've dropped too damn many f bombs at this point. I'm sorry. I I, I apologize. Sorry.
3: Uh, yeah, it's, I, I took Neil Peart's, uh loss pretty hard. And was totally stunned. I'm just telling Joseph because uh, uh, I expected if he went, it would be heart disease or something like that. I never in a million years would have thought cancer.
4: Well, apparently he knew he was uh, going. If you yeah. listen to the latest uh, geologic uh, podcast, yeah, uh,
1: a nice. Uh, well, yeah, um, George Rob was a big uh, fan of his actually. I want to think yeah. about getting George on sometime. Yeah, um, Richard, I'm actually popping something into our uh, Discord chat that you might be interested in.
3: Okay,
1: mm-hmm. uh, this is a guy I follow him. Well, actually, I'm a, I'm a patron of his on uh, Patreon, and he's he's a Norwegian fella with an Italian sounding last name, but he he usually takes a lot of you know like pop pop music, um, and he covers them in a metal fashion or he'll take a metal song and do it acoustically. Oh, Leo, right? Yep. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, this week he actually did, uh, Tom Sawyer and I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the end of it, but I think it's a dedication to, to Neil Peart. I'd
2: so he sells, um, his albums where he's done the, the covers of music as well. as Some of his own stuff. Yeah. I have 13 of his albums.
1: Yeah. Is as
3: I said, know, uh, check, I'm not seeing anything.
1: Uh, Check our uh, our Discord chat.
3: That's what I'm looking, general or host.
1: Uh, no, the, go the this call. call. The call.
3: Oh, the call. Duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. And actually, uh, Tech, because I'm a patron, uh, as soon as it pops up on the feed, I get I get a link to the download. Very cool. Like I can get to his Dropbox, and with a click, I've I've got all 23 now, albums. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I uh, some of the stuff he gets away with is absolutely hilarious. Um and he's also he's actually on tour with several other internet uh guitar artists and and singers.
2: And yeah, he's actually he, got his
1: own band, uh, the Frog Leap Band.
2: His wife has his, has her own band too. Yep,
1: yeah, uh Basket Talk or whatever, uh Stina and uh uh Leo, I mean, no offense, but, you know, from, from what I've seen of her, all I can really just say is, oh, my, <laughs> uh, she's she's a damn good bassist. And. Yeah, just she she strikes quite the profile. Fair enough.
2: And their daughter is adorable.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> She's so cute. Any 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 child who is so cute that a heavy metal artist will do the wheels on the bus go round and round in metal style? <laughs> or Hakuna Matata, for that matter? Or Frozen? Yes. Well, okay. I've heard Frozen done so many different ways because. Yeah, but his was pretty damn good. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of like you don't know, toss a coin to your witcher, too. Um, you know, he did a uh, Frozen's Let It Go and Toss a Coin to Your Witcher was like two of like the most over over covered songs out there that personally I think were better than the original. That happens sometimes. Back on track. Thank you. <laughs> uh
0: Stephanie had uh Stephanie had said, uh you are talking about Brexit? Um Not yet. No, but give see, it time is, well see this this is the problem we've we've the rationale for why i came up with this is that i'm watching the yelling and screaming going on regarding the body politic in my country just leave it alone for a couple seconds but we've seen this happen with those who are of a religious mindset way too many no. times. Um, I had, uh, I, I had a moment earlier today where um, watching supernatural with some folks, just, just go with me <sighs> just a second because
1: um, that wasn't gunpowder, was it? That no, better not have been a bit of gunshot.
3: Sorry. That, it was not.
1: Okay. It sounded like a gunshot. It did. She apologized for it not being a gunshot. What the hell?
3: It <laughs> was a gravity check. It still works.
1: Okay, okay, Thank that's goodness.
0: fine. That's fine. Okay, so uh, for those that don't know about um, this this show, uh, uh, I only watch it a couple of times with my friends because they've they've got it. But uh, anyway, uh, Supernatural. So the brothers who investigate all kinds of paranormal things because in this universe, sisters. in this universe, this is a real thing. So, you know, it's, it, whatever. They passed themselves off as Catholic, I think, priests. So they were in black shirt, you know, and and the collar and and okay. And... They were visiting someone because somebody ended up getting dead defied in a very, uh, questionable way that seemed just a little too not really of this earth, shall we say. And they were trying to get information out of him and they, they stopped in while they're having the wake at the house and guy ends up popping one of the little, uh, one of the little, uh, you know, uh, dainty sausage, you know, little mini hot dogs in, in his mouth. And I looked at that and I'm just like, I hope that wasn't pork. And I got weird looks because they're like, um, what What are you talking about? Pork, you're, you, pork's a no-no, shellfish too. What are you talking about? These are Catholics. Yeah, Old Testament. No, No, Catholics don't do that. I wanted to say, I I, I was raised Catholic. I, I, I know that we kind of bypass all that, but it's kind of in the rule book there for all the Abrahamics. Um, uh, I didn't follow up on it. I didn't. But I knew that I was right. Because I, 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 I can't quote you chapter and verse, but I'm pretty sure it's Leviticus with all that weird... St- mm-hmm. is that the one that's also got the if if you want stripes in in your in, in the fleece, you you breed the the sheep behind the the slatted the, is, is oh the probably yeah, whatever.
1: And yeah, uh, Le- Leviticus is the equivalent of all the prime directives that they put in Robotex a uh, RoboCop's head in the second movie. Oh my god, that was a- all right, anyway. So, yeah,
3: and the so- one's about tattooing and crap. Yeah. yeah.
0: So everybody in Polynesia is going to hell. Hey,
1: great. Whatever. Oh, that reminds me of a Darwin award I just read about today. Okay. No, it's, it's a thing no, that I, I, do on, thing I, I do on Saturdays now. I um, but yeah, the, the one that I had was, um, oh, this guy who was going to give, uh, what was it? Um, Pants, a soccer ball and Jesus to a tribe. And the last time the fishermen saw him he was being dragged around the island by a rope around his neck. They have not recovered his body yet.
2: Oh, uh, that fi- old thing?
1: No, yeah. this one this is a recent one apparently. Yeah. But did try it
0: back. again? Uh let me uh let me call it up. Uh, if I remember right that would have been uh sometime uh spring summer. Uh, of this past year, Uh, here it is. Doo,
1: doo, it's doo. an old one. No, th- this actually happened November fourteenth, twenty eighteen, at the Andaman Islands in India. Oh, is this the dumb the dumbass that uh, tried to go to him twice, and the fishermen <sighs> uh, off of
0: India? I think is where it was.
1: Yeah, John Ellen Chow, a self-proclaimed world explorer, inspired by Livingston and Jesus. Yep, I still can't figure that one out because Jesus was not a world explorer. That's the guy. Uh, Was killed by the very tribe of natives he was trying to offer eternal life, according to the BBC in Delhi. Chow bribed six fishermen to ferry him to the off-limits island, Mm -hmm. so he could offer the Sentinelese tribe gifts of here we go, scissors, a soccer ball, and Jesus.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) OFN. Yeah. uh, Oh God, he's He's from Vancouver.
0: That we don't hold that against the Vancouver. Well, okay. Okay. To be fair. To be fair. No, no. no, Wait a minute. This bypasses this. Is it Vancouverites? Vancouverans? Kanuck? I I
3: don't know how it's. I think it's Vancouver. West Coast Stoners. (laughs) Okay, that works too.
1: Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, he's a Vancouver resident, but he's an Alabama native. Which he's
2: is not a Vancouver that resident, a he's dead.
1: Yeah, anyways, uh, he wanted to make contact with a 60,000-year-old tribe because the eternal life of this tribe is at hand. Yes. Uh, he paddled mm-hmm. to the island in a kayak and was immediately attacked by arrows, but continued walking. Mm-hmm. Um, the fisherman then witnessed the natives, quote, tying a rope around his neck and dragging his body along the shore. So they were clearly rejecting his gifts.
2: Yes, Indian law actually says it's illegal for anybody to go visit that island. Not because Um, you're going to die, but because they recognize the independence of the island and the fact that the people on the island don't want anybody there. Now, now, thanks thanks to science, we understand that eventually they will die out because nobody is bringing in fresh DNA. Yeah. Eventually,
0: hold, 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 hold it. you need a, you need a, you need a population of, if memory serves, I think the number is 10,000 to keep DNA working well, but that's not even the biggest issue. This guy might have killed the tribe just by his presence alone
1: because, oh, yeah. well, germs, germs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But, but then again, uh, this tribe is over 60,000 years old and, uh, British occupation almost wiped them out during the 1800s. So it sounds to me like they do have a fair bit of staying power in terms of, uh, being able to deal with people. Um, it's also very possible that Buddy's got a, uh, you know, maybe he had all the shots. I don't know. Uh. But no, I talked about this uh, tonight with uh, w- with the guys on the show tonight that I was doing, and yeah, we all just kind of went, yeah, scissors, soccer ball, and Jesus, like unbelievable.
3: And he couldn't take no for an answer. Nope. What about um, their he, sense yeah. of agency? Yeah. He, yeah he right? Again, okay. This so... is
2: this is not a new one. The, no. the, this is uh, th- we we've actually discussed this before. Yeah. Yeah. He tried, he tried twice as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah. So so here's where a double down didn't do you so well see here's the thing
2: i uh, sujan i understand where your question comes from mm. because part of it comes from the fact that when we look at people who are heavily into the religion and just have to tell everybody about it and when they come to an opposing viewpoint you know knocking on a door you're going to do that uh they have to no, no, no! I'm right. You're wrong. That's why I'm standing in front of your door, and you're not standing in front of mine, kind of thing. Oh no! Um, the you know God chose this president because this president is uh, of my religion, and so on and so forth. And no, gay people can't get married because gay is wrong. No, you know, gay people can't adopt because homosexuality is wrong. Well, on a side note, uh, straight people. If you don't want gay people adopting your babies, stop giving them up for adoption uh, and stop having unwanted babies. Oh, uh, medically involved uh, sex education will help with that, by the way. Uh, Medically accurate. Sorry. Uh, So I understand where that meant, you know, are we as bad as they are? Um, No. Uh, First off, we're on a video stream that anybody in their right mind Nope, guys had right mind can choose to ignore nobody has to watch our show nobody has to listen to our voices nobody has to pay us a lick of attention not one uh and that being said people can choose to watch us they can choose to listen to us and they can choose to disagree with us even um in this country that's not illegal and if they think that something that we said is wrong, they are completely and absolutely free to say so. You know, mm-hmm. they can do it in the chat. They could send us uh, email. They could do the phone call through the Google Voice thingy. And, and, we, um, and we encourage discussion. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I'm wrong about something and you can demonstrate that I'm wrong about something, I will admit – I'm wrong about something. And I think I've already done that several times on this show in the years that we've done. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple things I've said that I got something mixed up or uh, the title of a book or reference of a chapter or something like that screwed up because at this late hour in the day,
0: I'm tired.
2: Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm getting older too.
0: I think it's fair to say that we've all said things that we found out afterwards were wrong and we yeah. have all learned from these experiences and
2: well, not Bridget. She's always uh, she's an
0: asshole. I mean, let it go. She,
2: it's... She, she's always she's been perfect, nonstop. <laughs> but anyway, right. so here's here's another thing. Um, on a recent episode, of uh, the Atheists Experience with Matt Dillahunty, and I think uh, was it Dan Baker. Um, they had mentioned that one of the reasons they did the show, at least one of the reasons that Matt Dillahunty did the show, and. I hope I'm do- pulling this from memory correctly because my memory is not the greatest, but we can go back and always, it, it's it's uh, episode 24.2, I believe. Tech? And, um, Tech? yep, onto it. Tech? What? Yeah? Get on with it. Sorry. One of the things he said was, is that uh, the reason why he deals- does the show is because, um, to paraphrase, he feels that it would be wrong to not do it. Because the people who are going out there and trying to make you think that being gay is wrong, that gay marriage is wrong, that gay should not be allowed to adopt children is wrong, that it, uh, and, you know, and so on and so forth. All the things that theology do, does is more harmful than him talking to people and saying, look, you need to start sitting down and critically thinking about your religion. You need to start uh, asking questions and so on and so forth. He feels that by not doing… The uh, conversations that he has with people, it would allow more harmful things to occur. And he also mentioned that, you know, he doesn't do it to convince the person he's talking to on the phone right then and there. He's doing it to talk to the audience like we do.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Because it's the people who are on the fence who are inquisitive who will hear and have the opportunity of thinking through and have questions perhaps answered from there.
2: Exactly. Um, and I relate that to, uh, I use as an analogy to that, uh, the Bill Nye and Ken Ham debate, Bill Nye was not there to convince Ken Ham he was wrong. He was there to talk
0: to everybody else. Yeah. Um, that, that ends up, oh, that opens up a really interesting quandary now that i hadn't really considered the the idea that not educating not sharing knowledge oh oh wow thank you see this is not a new concept either hold hold on hold on a second um the idea of not dispensing education learning knowledge is a moral bad and the reason why i'm all of a sudden having Dallin knows for well i'm I'm suddenly having a, a dj zero moment in my head do you guys remember the way that i described genesis and the the parable the story about adam and eve the the apple the serpent mm-hmm. and, and getting kicked out yeah mm-hmm. Yep. okay Real short recap of it. Eve, because she didn't know who was right and who was wrong, basically became the first scientist. And after she found out what good and evil actually was, became the first moralist, the first philosopher, and decided that the best thing to do was to share knowledge with the other sentient in existence and bypass the thou shalt not eat. Mm this is this is an amazing coincidence this way or co- coinciding items i should say where like i said the idea of not imparting knowledge is a moral bad and i've never thought of it in those those terms like that for for the kind of thing that we do
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we kind of have a moral to a certain degree a moral um What's the word I'm looking for? Imperative. I'm Oblig- about the obligation. Your obligation. I, That's what I'm looking for, Joseph. Can I reframe that, Joseph? Um, can we, yeah.
4: Because basically, you know, it, it comes back to what I'm always harping on. Uh, um, because when we're exchanging information, uh, we we have each other's survival as a principal interest, but. Um, um, you know, people who would rather that you not learn or not know, um, they want you to depend on them for survival. Or, Basically, it comes down to autonomy. Is that English?
0: Uh, autonomy? Yeah. Uh, it's 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 an unusual word hmm. for it, but it, it's still it's still accurate. Um
2: Okay. Here, here's something that's going to blow your mind. This is not a new concept. This is very old. It's used in a lot of things. For example, the first law of robotics is that a robot, either through action or inaction, may not harm a human being or allow a human being to come to harm. And that means that if the robot knows that somebody is going to come to harm by a lack of knowledge, the robot must therefore share knowledge.
0: To prevent harm well hold it hold it hold it hold it hold it i'm sorry i had something uh, i had stephanie writing something and i was trying to read in concept that uh, and i missed what you were saying because the the second law that you that that was the second law that you quoted uh, it was the first law a robot may not
2: through action or inaction allow a human being come to harm okay that one i remember the
0: next one that you were just Going through about knowledge.
2: No, no, the the, the, the knowledge wasn't uh, one of the written laws. Um, what I said was is that if a robot knows that a person, th- this is not a law. This is using the first law to validate this reasoning. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh- so if the robot sees a human being and that human being apparently appears to not or somehow demonstrate a lack of knowledge about something that can harm it. And that lack of knowledge causes harm. Okay. Potentially. The robot is therefore obligated by the first law to go inform that, share that knowledge with that human being. Okay. Likewise, if you're trying to live a life where you're doing as little harm as possible, as much good as possible, to believe as many true things as possible and not believe as many false things as possible, then – you're obligated to not just yourself, but the people around you to ensure that information is open, available, and shareable. You don't have to force feed somebody. That's um, opposing your will upon them. It's kind of like me and my SO. Me and my SO. I'm, I'm an atheist. My SO is not. However... We both agree to have open civil discussion when we feel like it, when something comes up in the news and it bothers us for one reason or another, we talk, whatever comes up, comes up, but we're civil. We're polite to each other. We don't yell. That's the important thing. Everybody's yelling right now. We don't yell. And after we talk, If we agree on something, we agree on something. If we don't, we don't. But we've had the discussion. We have shared knowledge. And science allows us to test that knowledge, whereas religion doesn't. But we've shared, and that is something very special. And more people, the better in terms of sharing, because eventually the stuff that we can test the non-supernatural stuff, the natural stuff, we can test that. We can find out whether or not we've got false information or true information, whether it's fact or false. So ultimately, sharing at the end of the day is a good and a greater good at that. It's the methodology that we always have to question. How are we sharing it, and are we causing harm to another during the sharing process?
0: Ooh, that can get uh, that can get kind of dicey. Um,
2: well, it can get dicey, but you again, just like the the data that's being shared, no, you can you. test that.
0: No, I got I got you. I got you. Uh, the thing that I was uh, I was suddenly thinking in the is knowledge harmful. Um, uh, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that uh, at least a couple of us can kind of wince a little bit internally at this one um, the doctor coming into the hospital room to give the terminal diagnosis.
2: Well, I don't think the information itself is harmful. I think it's um, what we do with it can be harmful. For example, I have a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. From way back in the day, back before the internet was popular, mm-hmm. and um, you you can still get it. You can absolutely get it. And there are things in there that if you try to perform, there's a really good chance you're going to lose a ham arm or uh, your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't recommend. I don't recommend anybody actually try anything that's in there. However, um, upon reading much of it. Not all of it, but a lot of it. I realized that there are a lot of very things in my home that if they didn't have the proper safety features, if they weren't designed well, could cause me harm. And that helped me better proof my home when it came to my child's well-being later on in life. I remembered, oh, yeah, this can do this. Yeah, that can do that. And, ooh, these mixed together can do really Bad things. I'm going to put these in separate spaces.
0: Okay, um, mm-hmm. and and folks, forgive us if we had a little bit of a drop out there. I saw another one happen, and nothing is untoward with my computer settings mm-hmm. again.
2: But yeah, right. ultimately, uh, what you do with the knowledge determines whether you harm or not harm. Yeah. If a doctor comes in and tells me I've got, uh, you know, stomach cancer and I've, unless they treat it properly, I'm going to die in the next year. Very, very painful. I might add, uh, stomach cancer. Um, that to me is not harmful knowledge. That's helpful. You've told me that I have an illness. You told me that I need treatment and you've given me a prognosis of time frame without treatment. This allows me to act.
0: No, I, I I understand. I agree. It's just that the feelings suck. Yeah,
4: yeah. Knowledge th- is basically a tool. So. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: perfect. I couldn't have said it better than that. It's it, it's it's like a hammer. Yes. You can you can pound a nail into a piece of wood, or you can cave in somebody's skull. A screwdriver, like what shujin has got right there. Exactly. You can use it to you know. Screw a screw in. You can mark something on a piece of leather like you would with an awl. You can threaten or, your own server that doesn't want to behave itself, but it doesn't work. I've tried. Or you can pick your nose with it. I don't recommend yeah. that. I don't. Yeah, I, or, I really don't. Well, you can take out deep out. Deep you're trying to go. <laughs> yeah, or you can take out somebody's eye. You you could. You'll shoot your eye out. You could. I, I well,
0: don't. I don't
3: well, recommend the that. one thing I struggle with is if you're trying to educate someone when they start moving the goalposts, I have no idea what to do with that. Um, Like there's an example.
0: Didn't I I Uh, talk about that one like last week where I had somebody doing that?
3: I mean, people do that. I'm just not sure what to do with it. And my husband brought me an example earlier of some of these evangelicals that support Trump have now decided that they are bound and they are morally obligated to support him and that Jesus was too liberal. And so they need to let, you know, the teachings of Jesus go by the wayside because it's more important to support Trump. Hold, 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 hold,
0: hold on a second here. Um, Jesus was too liberal. He was uh-huh. a libtard. As, <laughs> as spoken by Christians, who are Mm -hmm. supposed to be following the teachers of, dare I say,
4: Christos. Mm -hmm. Can I underline following and just what you said like a thousand times? Yeah. So
3: their priorities have changed.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's whatever, whoever's feeding them whatever, um,
3: whoever their
4: leader is. Yes, it all depends and on what they say, not what the Bible yeah. says, or whatever. And and also Actually, as the Bible leaders, has nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah, and as leaders, they are pandering. Mm-hmm. They are like the, the fact that they've changed their tune this much is because right now they're they're desperately trying to hold on to whatever power they can. Mm-hmm. So. You've got all these Trump supporters who are, well, quite ravenous, I would say, or uh, sorry, rabid, rabid, They're very, very passionate in their uh, support of this particular individual.
0: Now, but, uh, um,
1: as, as an aside, by the way, don't don't lose
0: mm-hmm. your train. Uh, as an aside, this is not relegated just to mm. the current political climate over here. We've seen this with um, evangelicals. <laughs> We've seen this with the uh, the power to the mass preachers, especially yeah. the ones like um, Mr. Popoff, the, the the people who are trying to get as much money out of you by doing the equivalent of the side circus um, mm-hmm. cold reading and hot reading bits. But I just want to make sure everybody understands this is something that's been systemic for a very long time in a lot of different but, places. And all of this still exists because of a... Uh, it's a
4: credulous base.
0: Yeah, agreed. Dallin, keep, keep okay. going. I don't, I don't want you to lose. Sorry. completely.
1: Yeah. So the thing is, so the evangelicals, I think they're trying to, honestly, this feels like a recruitment drive. Think about it. Okay. So you've got, you've got these again, passionate, uh, Trump supporters. That's 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 a good word for it. Okay. So they insert themselves into the throng of passionate Trump supporters and say, "Yeah, you know, we rabid Trump supporters. We go to church X." Um, are you picking up what I'm dropping?
0: Uh, uh, I, 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 I mm,
1: breathe, breathe. I, I,
0: as 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 someone who has done some writing and would very easily understand this reference, am I to interpret that there is a very good possibility that a lot of a lot of these people who are incessantly rabid about whether it's the political side or the actual religious side, they're all Mary Sue's in their own story in their own heads.
1: Yes, uh, very possible. What's Mary Sue? A uh, Mary Sue is a character that has no journey. It basically, is dropped into a story already having all of the powers, all of the answers, and all of the abilities right from the outset. There is no there. There is no need for the character to develop further.
0: It is um, also- if you've ever
1: heard of if you've ever heard of the hero's journey? It's it's a trope in in writing. Where a person starts off with very little, attains a certain height of power and popularity, suffers a loss because of a flaw. Could be their own pride. Could be their own hubris. Uh, could be that you know they just th- they grow complacent on something. They end up losing something very important to them, and then they basically have to rebuild themselves from the start.
0: Yeah. Anybody wants to think about this one? Think about uh, Luke Skywalker
1: in the original trilogy. Think about Tony Stark and Iron Man. There is that. There was, he was a guy who was on top of the world. He, he lost it all. Damn near lost his life, and ended up rededicating himself. Yep. Um, there is also another piece about
0: this too, in that mm-hmm. Mary Sue is typically a very derogatory term because usually the Mary Sue is also. A specific drop-in for the author to drop
1: themselves into their own story's universe. Yeah, what we also call the shameless self-insert, yep. where they are the hero of their own story.
0: There's a piece about this that is really super important from a literature standpoint. There is, I don't know that it's quite the trope, but there is a, a an overall good writing style. That states, and I'm paraphrasing highly here, the villain, a good villain in a story, is the hero of the story in their own head. Yep. Lex Luthor believes that he is actually doing right by trying to overcome and supersede, if you will excuse the expression, and keep Superman... Out as much as possible because he is technically the uber threat. Well, and well, who in
2: was several it? Several different variations of DC uh, Comics. I, I, Superman was a threat.
0: Yes, yeah. but I'm, I'm 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 using that as an overall. Yeah, because some the, people
2: the one that think
1: I've, of Lex in in those terms. Yeah, the one that I look at is, um, and you know what? I'll take the tomatoes for this one. Uh, Kevin Spacey's portrayal of Lex Luthor in Superman Returns. He had a couple of great lines uh, concerning uh, what he thought. Superman is considered almost a god because of his powers. Fair. Luther seems to think that Superman should be willing to share either the secret of his powers or Kryptonian technology with Earth. But of course, Superman doesn't because you can just imagine what would happen if everybody knew how to create, you know, Kryptonian laser guided, whatever's, you know, the nation's um, prime directive. Yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, Superman's living on a planet and is a public figure who has to, who is forced to, f- to follow his own prime directive because he understands human nature.
4: Well, it's funny in what you say, because the, the, The base of the problem is um, the greater human morality, because if we were in a society where, you know, people wouldn't use uh, a power as an advantage to take other people's shit, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of sharing of technology wouldn't be a problem.
1: You know, there was a a story. I, I wish I could find it again, but it was on a podcast called Escape Pod a long time ago. And it was called something about like introduction to nano or something like that. And basically what had happened was the government had what the country or the world had discovered the equivalent of replicator technology. And so the government had created or had sanctioned the construction of these gigantic replicators and different cities were like it, Basically, there was a replicator in every every city, every town, every suburb, wherever. So all you had to do was walk up to it, tell it what you wanted, and you got it. And the way the author had it set, or the way the author wrote the story, society just about completely broke down. Because if tomorrow we had discovered, if we discovered replicator technology tomorrow, And by the end of next year, everybody had that replicator in their house and could make whatever they wanted. The the Star Trek future, okay? You don't have to go shopping for groceries. So, therefore, because this thing makes your food, you no longer have to shop for groceries. Farmers no no longer need to work because there's no need for their products anymore because it's all replicated. Um
4: you're actually describing a Wally scenario.
1: Uh well not not necessarily Wally, not where everybody's wasting everything, but more a case of No, 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 he's he's not talking about that aspect. He's talking about with
0: everybody on the ship afterwards where every creature comfort is
1: ready to be provided just at the click of a finger. Yeah. And the thing is Culturally, right now, we're not ready for an on-demand world like that. No, be- no theme, because theme. our be- because our economy and our culture, um, like our global culture, is not. Um, we're not geared for that just yet.
2: It's not just yeah. that; it's also a fact of maturity, human maturity with yeah. technology. We've demonstrated over and over again: we are not mature enough for the level of technology we already have. And the, uh, so you will have the – the if we were to suddenly wake up with replicator technology where everybody had a replicator in their home right now everywhere in the world and and it was tapped into a semi-unlimited power source that powers the universe. So we never have to worry about rechargeable batteries in the history of the earth until it burns out when the sun goes nova. Um, what would happen is, is you would have people, zealots who would go, we can't have this, and start wars. They would literally have whatever it is they need to do to make weapons, the weapon itself design even, to start a war, taking out replicator technology, taking out people who use it, convincing everybody that they're wrong. Because why? We already
3: do
1: it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Once again, you're talking about people who decide for others and, Against people who decide for themselves,
1: which is the world as we know it today. Unfortunately, yeah, correct. and it always has
4: been that since uh, probably since we came out of our hunter-gatherer.
0: Yeah, phase. you know the the question about are we as species ever really ready for any particular any new particular technologies? We're not because um, we un- are well hold on hold on let me let me let me finish this out we can be i'm sorry i'm talking here i'm talking go. here
4: i'm sorry i'm interjecting <laughs>
0: um eh, there you go um yeah for, for for people that are are actual shakespearean uh people who are listening right now there you go you got that one uh you be can tired. figure it out later shut up The idea that we are not ready for any new technology is correct when the technology happens. But like with all things, the only way that we become ready for the technology is to put it to use and to find out what happens when you've got it. Which means we create our own scientific experimentation, on ourselves
1: with every case new change. In point, case in point, 3d printing. Allow um, me to elaborate. Okay. When 3d printers were first being talked about or when, when they first started hitting the market for whatever reason, like, I mean, I remember back in my old job, there were 3d printing services that were offering to actually create miniature versions of our furniture suites for display purposes. But as soon as I started hearing about that, um, I also started hearing about well what happens if you try to you can 3D print a gun. You can 3D print, you know, the parts of a gun. Therefore, you know, in, in places where weapons are illegal, people can still make them and and blarty blarty blar. Now today, 3d printing has now hit consumer level, which means, you know, I could go out and buy one if I wanted to and could probably use it for something, but am I, are the majority of us, the type of people who are going to start going out and building our own guns just because we can. So I I think you're right about that. Um, Um people already
2: of- do have the ability to build the guns yes mm-hmm. however what we have here is c- current technology level is not the same as it would be if we were talking about a perfect replicator like star trek level oh admittedly admittedly yeah. because yeah. the guns that we could rep that we could build in our own home are one shot two shots and they warp depending on the materials they're made out of however yeah. metal Printers, 3D metal printers, mm-hmm. are now shrinking. Instead of taking up an office space, they can now sit at your desk at home, which means we will eventually get to a level where we can print something that can shoot maybe six shots or seven shots before warping until we get to, again, another better model and so on and so forth. As it becomes easier to reproduce the level of violence that we have now in terms of what do our mass-produced guns at the gun store are capable of versus what we build at home. As we get closer to what's available in the gun store, do not be surprised, especially if we're still at our current mentality about guns in this country, if that goes up.
0: Uh, I want to throw something really quickly at you guys, because um, I know this doesn't exactly fall exactly into the topic, but with with what we're talking, although it's tangentially related because, I mean, the way this stuff works. I'm going to throw this one out at you guys. Which came first? The first additive method fabrication of three-dimensional plastic bottles? Or the A Team.
2: As in the television show?
3: Yeah. Maybe Uh, A team. Nope.
2: I don't know.
0: I do not have that knowledge. Sorry, you you want to hit that one again? Yeah. The first additive fabrication. Three-dimensional plastic modeling system, or the A-Team, which came first? Plastic modeling system. Basically, the, the, the earliest first 3D, 3D printing. Because the, the 3D model printing that we've traditionally seen has been what's referred to as additive, because you're building up. Yeah. I
2: wouldn't be surprised if it was the A-Team. I, I wouldn't guess. be
1: surprised. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say the method, the the printing method. Shrinky dinks don't count, I suppose. No. Although those, uh, those go back
0: a little bit further than I remember.
2: All right. So let me explain why, I, before you tell us who's right, the reason why I think the team may have came first is because we had a tendency in mass manufacturing here in this country, as well as other countries, um, to do everything using a form molding system mm-hmm. so it would not surprise me if it was new, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it was old.
3: I mm-hmm. I just, don't, I just thinking, don't know. And I'm thinking we were still using glass bottles for soda and things back then. Um, m- well,
1: most no, like, there were two liter bottles: yeah, the plastic. No plastic bottles were plastic bottles have been around for yeah the longest time. I don't remember when the,
0: the actual changeover happened, but be that as it may, the A-Team originally debuted in 1983. Okay. According to the Wikipedia article, Hideo Kodama of Nagoya Municipal Industrial Research Institute invented two additive methods for fabricating three-dimensional plastic bottles with photo-hardening Thermoset polymer, which means you mix these two chemicals together and you hit it with a UV light to set the polymer in nineteen eighty one. That's
3: cool. still pretty recent.
0: The first uh the, the, the concept of how to do this was originally published in nineteen seventy-four.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of ideas that are very, very old that the technology wasn't there to produce.
0: Yeah. And the yeah. uh the first uh patent in the US was in eighty four for the idea of the three D printing system that we use today. And hmm. this, we have moved from polymers and plastics to metal fabrication and 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 having a 3D printer on the International Space Station for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well,
2: that's a good thing. Yes. Well,
1: like, okay, okay, the company I used to work for, the not the last one, but the other one before that, mm. I mean, I don't know if you could, well, yeah, you could call it fabricating because that's what they did. Um, point-to-point CNC machines or CNC yeah. routers. Um, the ones we had were, were tooled for wood. But if you watch something like um Orange County Choppers or whatever the other one was. Oh my god. Uh, the one where they weren't trying to kill each other. Oh yeah, what was it? Um there, there, oh, are, there are a the woman Jesse James or whatever.
0: But there, my I was I was going to say there are a lot of YouTube channels that show well, exactly the kind of thing that you're that you're yeah, talking about now.
1: So so to my point, they also have CNC machines that are designed to cut and shape metal or any other material you name it. If they can find a way to cut or drill it, they've got a machine for that. So, I mean, fabrication is not a, it's nothing new. Um, But the thing about 3d printing, like at least in the classic sense that we have now is that it's now getting to the point where the consumer, where, where the average Joe, like you, me, we can have one in our house without it being the house or it costing the house. Yep. They have and ones can that can make stouts. a house. yes. Well, well, that's just it. And, of course, one of the biggest applications I've seen, uh, just because of the Facebook groups I follow, is that everybody and their dog are making eagles. The Space 1999 group. Okay. They're, like, fabricating their own eagle models. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. Uh, they're guys that are doing I, I, the models from uh, Elite Dangerous.
0: And as, as an aside, I remember seeing a demo model... Uh, where they were showing it off. It didn't do anything. It just stood there on the countertop. So people would go ahead and buy it for about $200 US. Uh, I forget how many months ago this was. Mm-hmm. At Barnes & Noble Bookstore. Yeah. Now, can you get these things on the shelf at a Best Buy? Yeah. It's not easy to find them now because Oculus and 3D VR has kind yeah. of taken over and there's something to be said for that but th- the fact is it's it's there, it's available now, do we it's have not, sorry yeah,
4: I, you know um, what we're talking about now and I've been constantly through history it's not the accessibility or the technology itself, it's actually what we want to do with
0: it that Correct.
1: Really- yes. And and that's where the whole idea of maturity comes from.
0: Yeah, that's... And... That's, I'm sorry, I was going to say, that's the reason why I chose the A-Team, because if anybody's going to go ahead and manufacture guns from
1: a whole bunch of junk, that's the crew. Y- yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's purpose-driven. Now...
3: Diver, yeah. well, yes, but, but he
0: the, didn't make
1: guns.
3: I
0: mean, yeah,
1: come on. But the other thing we have to look at, too, is... Okay, so uh, in the west here we are we're violent.
3: Yeah,
1: let's face it. Uh you go to a you go I'll, to an action movie. Hold on, we we're having a dropout
0: and we are back into it again. By the way, I f- I was about to curse at my computer because I now have a little a new little status bottom that says your device needs to restart in order to install you sons of bitches. You know, really that's mm-hmm. what's been going on all this time.
1: Yeah, that's why I rebooted before I uh Well, I I reboot, you know, every
0: time because I I mm-hmm. go from Linux to to Windows and yeah. something's been downloading in the background apparently. But anyways, thank you Microsoft.
1: Over here on this side of the globe, hmm. you can watch a TV show, uh, the the biggest one I remember Miami back in the 80s. Where people were unloading entire magazines of clips or uh, entire magazines of bullets into other people. And there was more red sauce there than, you know, uh, Marinara Night at Red Lobster. But no nipples uh, being spilled on the screen. But the second you even got so much as a side boob and people lost things. Now, Joseph, maybe you can clarify this one for me, but. Perhaps not as extremely, but is the inverse a little bit um, is a little bit different in Europe, where the violence is kind of cringy, whereas if someone just happens to flash their top, it's okay. Well, uh, if you're driving down the highway here, I think
4: uh, some of the ads you'd see would probably make a lot of Americans drive off the road,
2: <laughs> or park know. on the side of the road and pull out a handkerchief.
1: No, to my point, when we talk, when I, you see, no, the thing is, the thing is when we talk about, you know, cultural maturity and stuff like that on, we're, we're speaking up from it, from our perspective, from, from the Western, you know, ultra violent perspective. When the time comes when, you know, the replicator is available or other technology and stuff is available. Is it going to be our, is it going to be the Western culture that is going to be dominant in the world? Or is it going to be something else? That's a little less, uh, a, a little less shooty, shooty killy and a little more. Let's think about this a little bit. You see, that's the thing. And, and this is the one thing that star Trek never got too much into for good reason. Hmm. It was just the Federation culture, but I don't think there was ever, at least on the shows. I mean, you want to get into the books fine. I'm dropping of that conversation because I've never read any, no but where, where did the star Trek mentality come from? Like what, what eventually led us to that culture and where does it grab its roots from?
2: Socialism,
1: perhaps. Well, that's. But I, I'm
4: using that as I'm not being. Big yeah, the and, and the and that, the trouble but that, but but... basically uh, where where we either have each other's survival at interest, or we have our own. It's one or the other.
0: No, it that's that's exactly what it was. Going by the lore, and and reminding everybody that you know we're using scythe science fiction, in this particular case, to illustrate a possible way that things can play out, because writers are actually pretty damn good at that. Uh, The idea was that, uh, yeah, you know, once once we realized what the technology was and what it could be used for, it was no longer a matter of the haves and have-nots. It was now just a matter of Everybody can have, because why not? If it's there and it's available, why not? We've got all the raw materials that goes
4: into it. Again, it's what we want to do with it. Yeah. And what we can do with it, because, uh, you know, um, if you don't think for yourself, if you don't have any imagination, well, you're not going to come up with the ideas. Even if you have the technology, you're not going to come up with the ideas. So. Yep.
2: Uh, and the other thing is is like Joe is saying um what are we going to do with it? you know are we going to use a CD, 3D printer to reconstruct a woman's jaw that has deteriorated due to a disease which we've done that I know we're Damn going cool. that that's that a awesome use of a 3D printer or are we going to construct a gun so that we can assassinate somebody mm-hmm. and have it not be traceable oh our society As people, we have the ability to say, we don't want this hostile negative action to be the status quo. So we can make laws that reflect these things. And then we can choose to enforce those laws. And laws grow over time. And become uh, a, you know no longer necessary. We get rid. Of, we can get rid of them, replace them with better laws, rewrite things like that. But this all comes down to education again and the sharing of knowledge. When you have a group of people who like it the way it is and don't want things to change, they're not going to share new knowledge and that could potentially bring about change.
0: You have uh, no, hold, hold it hold it right and so on there. and so
2: forth
0: tech hold it right there because Dallin, you know exactly where I'm gonna get you to because I want to pull this over uh, back into uh, back into line with everything else okay you you, uh,
1: you know the story from way back now, right uh, because I was the one that uh, broadcast it mm-hmm. this was. Somebody had to get uh, – this person was held up at the airport, in at, a, at an airport in Europe, because they were carrying something that uh, – okay. It was a biological. Yeah, it was, it was a biological. But the nature of that biological was the killer, was the interesting part. It was a tracheal transplant. That had been – now, you want to talk about a hit and a half for certain conservative people. This thing was a 3D printed trachea that was being bathed in replicated stem cells of the person who was going to receive it to help reduce the chances of rejection in a completely uh, different facility from where it was printed and built. What he wow. said it was being transported uh, across a couple of countries. And that's that's what got it into the news because it was held up at one particular place. And I believe when the person finally figured out what the hell this thing was and what was going on, he kind of went, oh shit, here you go. Have a nice day. Uh, I wish I knew what had happened to it. But I remember uh, airing that story at TFC. Yep. It was one of the first things, it, it was part of my awesome news. Well, it was WTF, but it was awesome. As I read it, I just, I, re- I think Ginny just kind of went, wholly insert a ton of expletives here, which was her way of showing appreciation back then
0: oh yes yeah. and, and, uh, and but but now. think
1: about it a three d printed body part that was going to be made compatible for the for its recipient by being bathed in the stem cells of that recipient that is where I want things to that that's what I want to see. I don't want to see people. You know, being able to, well, being able to print their own M16s or whatever like that. And you know what? Um, Okay, fine. You can, you can print your M16s, but you still got to get ammunition for them. So here's the reason.
0: Yeah. So here's the reason why I wanted to hit that one and kind of pull this back into the, the, the main topic overall. And. Uh, Stephanie, I'm I'm kind of getting back over to the whole uh, the UK and and the FUD and and the fear mongering and all that all that happy horse shit over there. This this knowledge, this technology, easily goes back to Professor Faraday because the technology necessary had to deal with magnetism and electronics that he was questioned about what's so special about the magnetism and electricity that you're dealing with. I don't know. That's for somebody else to figure out. And we have, we've put that to use over time where lightning can go ahead and kill somebody, but you use a specially controlled version of it across somebody's chest and you can Stop a heart, in order to kickstart it back to working again. That's a collective good. It can, um, Bridget, help me out here just a little bit. It can hurt though, right?
3: Get, um, getting can...
1: zapped with those defibrillator paddles. Um,
3: it can if you haven't cranked up too high.
1: <laughs> well, and the other thing too, and, and this comes from my own first aid knowledge. A defibrillator, at least the ones that I've seen, the the AEDs, mm-hmm. yeah. you know the the portable ones that you see in the mall these days. Yeah, if they register that you have a pulse, they won't fire. They're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Now that being said, the one that I had at my old job, apparently there was a malfunction. So and we yeah. actually, yeah, we actually could have Mr. Beaned ourselves with that. Points <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. if, you know, <laughs> if you get that reference.
0: <laughs> but this is, but again, this is where the collective knowledge is the better good. When all is said yep. and done that we, we have as a species, I think. And this this is this is opinion. Uh, okay? I think we have we have the moral obligation to impart knowledge, to find new and unusual, and why the hell is my computer doing it again? God damn you, it's dropped down, and now it's back up again. I don't know why. All right. Later. We have the the we have the obligation. We have the need to learn, to explore, to find that new frontier, whatever it might be. Yes, I know, I'm borrowing, I don't care. And that we need to impart that, we need to pass that down for those. So that they can learn from it. Uh, For instance, uh, we have collectively learned at a species that um, uh, inhaling sodium hexafluoride is funny as hell. Inhaling um, ammonia is not not so funny. No. We have Um, learned that light bulbs in somebody's mouth lighting up. Where it should not have happened is hysterical. Lighten somebody up in, in in an electric chair is not so you know the the thing with with the uh, with with the uh, brexit in particular teaching people what is and is not really going to have happened is. One of those things that's really difficult to quantify, because parts of this are an unknown. There are a lot of Mm -hmm. people that have got a lot of really good ideas, um, economists in particular, who will look at this stuff and go, look, (laughs) I don't know how to make this any more plain. You've got, and all of a sudden there is just a, a test pattern for a lot of people because they can't understand the concepts because there are some who don't know how to explain it we have science educators who are brilliant speakers neil degrasse sorry dr neil degrasse Tyson for one but i mean have, have you ever have you ever tried to understand um keys for economics unless you saw the the keys versus Oh God, what the hell was the other guy's name? Uh, Rap Battle on YouTube. Shit, I gotta find that one now because I haven't seen that one in a long time. Most people probably don't even know who the hell these guys are or what they stood for because it's, it's something we don't really think about. It's a difficult concept. And unless we've got people who know how to actually impart this knowledge, who are good speakers like dr tyson you know it it's it's going to continue to be a really difficult road to work on because how do you change minds when you can't get the concepts across to someone at all
1: you know it was funny i just finished binge watching um I I ran across uh, some uh, the old star Wars rebels animated series. I don't know if you've seen it. Nope. Okay. Well, it's centered around a, a kid who falls in with a rebel cell, one of whom is a Jedi. And it turns out this kid is an adept with the force. He's, he's got the, he's got the ability, the potential. Okay. So he starts getting trained And it becomes a trope, like like you said, you know, how do we, uh, you know, impart knowledge? But at the same time, what I see a lot of these days is people almost like rebelling and saying, you know, like your your knowledge is colonial, or your knowledge is this, therefore, I shouldn't have to to count it. And for me, it, it sounds like a Jedi student saying, you know what, all your light side teaching is crap. There are better and easier ways to do this. But then. They go down that path for a little while, realize that, oh, shit, the master was right. And then they have to crawl back out after realizing their mistake. And have to admit the mistake. And that's the hard part because of the whole, because of the pride thing. But where does that pride come from? Because, I mean. um... No, it comes from the society that tells you know that you're we're all winners and we're all perfect and we're all flawless and we can't expose our next generation to bad things because it would hurt their feelings and let's dig down
4: a little deeper because uh basically what we're um what greater society is comparing to is same and different i know that's not what we're used to this is new
0: no i I I, I disagree on both of these. I think that Dallin's got a, a, a good point about this, that societally there is the issue. But I think that the pride piece that you're referring to has got to do with the societal... If you're wrong, you're worthless. And nobody wants to be that.
4: How... And why
0: somebody be considered worthless? Because if you're wrong, you're just wrong. And because you stuck your neck out and you were wrong, do that. That's dumb. Why would you do something that dumb? Which is really weird because then there's the whole opposite side of it all, which is nobody wants to appreciate the egghead who is right because
1: they know their stuff. And that kind of leads back into the whole double down thing Yep, is that when you're proven, even when you're proven to be demonstrably wrong, admitting it to them, it's not just a blow to the pride though. It's a blow to their image and to their sense of firing the stream out.
0: Okay. I've got us back. Yes, no, yes, no, maybe. I'm seeing a picture. Looks like it. Okay, so yep. we are back at this point. Again, apologies. I don't know what's going on. It might be OBS that's giving me a problem right now. I, I Again, for those of you that don't care about the techie part, I'm sorry. But I just want you to know that we're working on it, we're trying, and I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what in the hell is going on because yeah. it's pissed me off to no end.
1: I see. For this you. one, I actually am going to try to do some fixing in post to uh, get rid of whatever gaps we had there.
0: Yeah, that—that's—that's.
2: That's... Well, since we don't believe in a god, we don't have to worry about god of the gaps.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> whatever.
1: I am the god of the gaps. I fill them with bad sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Stephanie says it looks like it. We go back to Kent,
0: this is God, Kent. Stop it's, touching yourself! Damn it! You know I try. I try so hard. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's it's
1: it's the Lord Noah. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a different.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm actually practicing my chops a little bit because, uh. Speaking of people who go after other people for, you know, who double, triple, and quadruple down on the same theistic garbage day in, day out, week in, week out, uh, and friend of the show, Bionic Dance. Yep. Has put out a casting call for an animated series that she's. Yep, she's got that. She had also put out
0: a thing uh, challenging theists to just. Mm-hmm try to th- see things our way, could you?
3: Yeah.
1: But anyways, with the uh, casting call, I decided I'm going to try out. So.
2: <laughs> or how about Netflix recent series edition?
0: Goop. Uh, <sighs> we'll deal with that. You Have, know you what's heard really the
1: funny? Have you heard the latest one from her?
2: I find it very amusing that a woman who's talking about women's body parts and how to best maintain them. Can't properly identify her own body parts.
1: Look, this is a lady that just came up with a candle that apparently smells like her junk. Is that a real thing? Yes. Or is that uh a- No, it's, it, it actually happened. And then somebody on Facebook, I don't know if it was our buddy Dave or somebody else...
4: Yeah, it, it was smelled like my ball sack.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it said, said, no they, they showed a picture of candles doing something that candles shouldn't be doing and said it to Gwyneth Paltrow. And I just kind of went, that is so you. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's Dave. It's Dave.
1: Um, we, we need to,
0: we, you know what, the way that this is going, we might as well just see yeah. about wrapping wrap it up.
1: Yeah, uh, really I think quickly, you're right. Be,
0: because uh, this is this pissed me off to no end like you would not believe. And trust me, some people have actually seen me when I'm angry.
2: Well, here's the thing. I brought up one of Paltrow and the, and the Goop series on Netflix <laughs> because this boils back – this does rotate back into sharing of information. They're sharing information that they either knowingly or unknowingly is not uh, – they're not no – Let me rephrase that. They're sharing information. They're sharing data. Now, whether they realize it or whether they're choosing to remain ignorant on purpose or whether they're just ignorant and they're acting on it, um, a lot of the information they're sharing is not factual, is not scientifically accurate. Um, And some of the claims are a whole bunch of hoo-hoo.
4: Basically, it comes down to whether it sells
2: or not right now the question remains who is it that's in charge that knows what they're doing is wrong and yet still doing it because that person is not a very good person. The people who are doing it, but don't realize it are people who could potentially be educated out of to that, uh, out of that seat, um, mental, uh, position. And then there are people who are invested in that mentality who even if you bring them, uh, give them the education that they need to realize that some of the things they're saying are not factually accurate are going to be like the gambler's dilemma. Well, I've put so much time and energy into this now, it's, it's, it's no point in changing it now. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have the, the, the rare person who's put a ton of time and energy into something who's come to that ra- reasonable conclusion that, oh, my gosh, look, this stuff. This is wrong. This is not accurate. Um, I got to change. And that's hard. That is very, very hard.
4: What, you bas- what, what you're basically doing is, um, it comes down to, once again, uh, teaching people to think for themselves instead of following the... Uh,
2: but even you know. thinking for yourself, if you get to a place... Uh, by thinking for yourself using the tools at hand and then everybody's coming out of the woodwork going, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Well, are you wrong? Or is it just everybody else is trying to convince you that you're wrong? Mm -hmm. And that can be hard for people, even self thinkers, even people who are good at practicing, excuse me, practicing uh, skepticism And uh, using the scientific method can still have a problem with that. Why? Because we're only human. We make mistakes. We make errors. We have judgment calls. Our emotions get in the way of a lot of things. But I would not want to go my life without emotions. I don't want to become a robot. So we have to balance. We have to practice. We have to learn. We have to share. And more importantly, we have to do it without yelling at each other. Just because somebody's wrong about one thing does not mean that their entire life and worldview is wrong. Somebody could have a decent worldview and get something wrong. Likewise, you could have people who have really nasty worldviews and actually be right about something. And people don't like that. So share data, share information. You're cause as little harm as possible and do as many good things as possible. And don't stop yelling at each other.
4: That's a good closing statement
0: if I ever heard one. (laughs) Anything you want to add to it, Joseph? No. All right. Bridget?
3: Mm, No. (sighs) No. Del- Just Everybody stop moving the freaking goalposts. Just
0: stop. <laughs> You're
2: here. Yeah. Hey, Raw men, lady.
1: And delinating last item? Uh, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I remember the good old days when a double down was either a move you did in Blackjack or a really bad chicken sandwich.
2: <laughs> or a music group. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it it was a duet team that did uh, Irish music in an Irish pub. I have their CDs.
0: Oh. Was Del was was that the the chicken sandwich with the with the with the bacon uh, top
1: and bottom? That I'm thinking no, of it was the chicken. chicken was it was top. the chicken sandwich chicken. with the chicken breast yeah. top and bottom, and then mayo yeah. and ham in the middle.
3: Yeah.
1: Or the other version they had was where they had two pieces of chicken surrounding. A Belgian waffle.
2: Yeah, we're not going to go into that one.
1: No. No.
0: No. Okay. No.
2: Um, There's some things you should not do for chicken and waffles.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Let me do this really quickly because uh, I'm getting flashed at by OBS again that's saying, Mm -hmm. hey, we got network things going. Whatever. Shut up. Really quickly. I've never thought about it in the terms of having a moral obligation to impart knowledge. I've never thought about it in that that way for actual society. Yeah, the the Genesis thing before, because, I mean, it it played into the narrative of, listen to women, that'd be really nice, guys, you know, because they were smarter than you in your own damn holy book, apparently, yeah. Besides they're also um damn thing is again flaking the frick out. Sorry. Pain in my ass. I'm sorry. Um I'll fix what, it what What we really need to think about. And I, I I I don't know that we can stress this any higher. What Joseph keeps harping on is right. We need to impart for people the knowledge of how to think about stuff. What I keep harping on of we need better quality primary and secondary education is right. And the thing that hurts is realizing those people who have worked really hard to become educators are basically shit on by the society that they have pledged themselves to try to help the youngest learning people in our society. They deserve so much more. They deserve the support. They deserve to be praised they deserve to be helped they deserve to be remunerated they deserve to be paid for those of you that actually understood what the term remunerated meant, thank you teachers even if you can't tell them directly, thank them by helping the others that don't know enough because As the Flying Spaghetti Monster is my witness, we got a lot of people who need to learn. And we got a lot of them that are afraid to. They're the ones that we have to tease out. Sometimes hitting somebody with a sledgehammer is the way to go. But that's messy. (laughs) just be really careful who you talk to and how really careful we got to get out of here. Cause I think I've talked long enough at this point, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you had yourself a good time listening, found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives as always over on the live chat. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Stephanie, Phyllis, uh, especially thank you guys for putting up with the technical part I know I'm going to see what I can try to find out later. I'm sorry. But again, thank you. Thank you very kindly. Um, good luck this week with all the stuff that's been going on. And that was uh, that was that was great being able to see that, that car uh, your first week at the new location. That was a great picture. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah,
4: that was actually the day before my first day of work.
0: I forgot my what kind last of, day of freedom. <laughs> I forgot what kind of uh, what kind of car it was, but it was that was beautiful piece.
4: It was a Bugatti, I think. No, I think it was an Alfa Romeo. Anyways,
0: we'll, we'll figure it out.
4: Uh, yeah, but it was right in front of the Eiffel Tower. There was um, an English car collection cooperative. <sighs> I don't know what it was, but a lot of English
0: cars there that day. Is beautiful piece to see. Thank you for sharing that. And you have yourself a good week, man. You too, sir. Tech. You take care. You too. Tech, you take care of yourself also. And uh, good to have you back on. Sorry for rigging you last week. Sorry. <laughs> what? Well, I said yeet. Isn't that what all the cool kids do? um. Uh, No, The
2: only
1: time I ever use Yeet is when I hit one of those flaming barrels in Warframe and I send one of my opponents flying across the room.
2: See, I I, I was joking around. Um, I I have a little one. I have a son. And um, I remember my parents doing little things to embarrass me. You know, little poke here and there. I figured, hey, I should get a shirt. You know, like one of the Yeet Yeet shirts or whatever. Wear it like during the next time I go pick him up, and then do a uh the dab stance when he walks out the door, just to embarrass the crap out of him. Yeah, don't make it like a video, right? Yeah. (laughs) Put it on his phone.
0: Why? Moving, just to mess with him. (laughs) We're going to move it along because I'm not liking what I'm seeing on the thing again, but thank you again. Welcome back, and and you have yourself a good week. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. You too. Bridget, uh, thank you very kindly. You have yourself a good week, and uh, I'm hoping that there's stuff coming up for you in the near future.
3: Yeah, I hope so too. Um, We're not going to have a show on Beyond the Trailer Park this Monday. We will have one next Monday. And it's at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. And I'm not sure what the topic is, be, is going to be yet, so please stay tuned.
0: <laughs> People want to find you. Uh,
3: they can find me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Uh, just let me know that it's you know, from the show. Uh, my Facebook is Bridget Fitch 10. Or you can find me on my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com.
0: Thank you, as always. And, uh, Dallin, uh, thank you. Of course, as always, uh, I, I've got good news. We haven't, I, I haven't seen another notice that said, yeah, somebody else has been trying to hack into the, uh, HCTV website. Uh, so that's, 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 that's nice for a change.
1: Yeah. And to that end, actually, I just, um, just while we were doing the show tonight, I did manage to update uh, the audio version of the podcast over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. It is now up to date with the exception of tonight because we're not finished yet. <laughs> um, and, of course, I'm the custodian of that uh, part of the show. And for any other random thoughts or anything else that sort of crossed my mind, you can always reach that over at inthewind.y05.ca. Thank you, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. it.
0: So, uh, like I said, we're just going to get our butts on out of here uh, very quickly because this is this has pissed me off to no end. Uh, all of our contact information is, of course, over on HolyCrapVlogcast.com. All the follow information on uh, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. Uh, phone number for the voicemail line is 859 hctv 554 859 uh, and of course, if you'd like to uh, throw a couple of dollars our way, that's over at Patreon.com/slash/HCTV. And as a uh, only because really quickly, I actually used our voicemail line to remind myself for next year when the guys over at um, Cog Dis and uh, Scathing Atheist do uh, vulgarity for charity again, I want them to do a roast for me. I will be happy to tell everybody about it later, but I left a voicemail message for myself to remind myself that we I want that for next year, but that's all that I uh I'll tell you guys off the air what it's going to be and why it happened that way, but we'll see how it all plays out. So until the next time we get together, everyone. As always, thank you. Please be safe, especially in the areas where the weather has been nasty. Please remember. A ton of metal and rubber is no match for black ice. You will lose every time. Please be careful. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 14 and a half years later, I am still in love. Well, Matane I love you. I miss you.
1: Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin MacLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.